Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl Jacob here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. At 40 Strategy, we provide strategic planning, consulting to help organizations realize and achieve their dreams. Scott, basically what we do is we help companies create their strategic plans and measure the right KPIs for success. You and I were talking about this early on, is why we call it a 40 strategy is only about 40 hours, team hours collectively spent together or 2% of their time on strategic planning. And that's pretty crazy when you agree, Scott. Oh, 100%. When you first brought that up to me, Matt, I was like, wow. That that is that's alarming. That that's all that's invested in time and energy and resources. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a great name. It and as you know, it's our your your success is our passion. That's why our organizations call us to help. Not only do we come up with strategy, but we facilitate your teams with proven success. Harvard research shows that when you use the right key performance indicators, you can actually triple your success. And who wouldn't want that? Don't you agree, Scott? Yeah, I think every business in the world is is the potential customer of that and, and is a great need of it. I mean, the numbers bear out, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. So so with that, for people who have interest, you can uh, go to 40strategy.com or simply email us at catch at 40strategy.com. And I'm really excited to uh, have a little shout out here who brought us the introduction. And this introduction is to um, Tom Wright, who's actually the CEO of, of Cascade Strategy. That's how Scott and I actually met. Um, we were looking for some ways of possibly partnering and, and who would have knew it ended up of us being here today. Uh, just, uh, you know, gosh, it's about 18 months later, which is kind of amazing how time uh, has flown by. Um, and so anyways, Tom, we thank you for that. And, and uh, he does an amazing job out of Sydney, Australia with a strategic planning software called Cascade Strategy. So um, with this, now I get to use, introduce you, Scott. So Scott is the founder of Confidence Coach, an author, speaker, and coach for business owners with employees. His, he has 35 years of successful business ownership as his background. And the last 10 years, Scott has been coaching business owners with employee engagement problems, which is a significant challenge. Uh, he has worked with everything from small businesses to Fortune 500, and he has developed the dream employee process to solve the rising employee disengagement problem. And Gallup has some crazy numbers on how bad uh, this data is, uh, of course. And so you are a true entrepreneur with simply $100. You started PBG from your kitchen countertop and grew that to over 4,000 agents in 42 states. You were able to successfully sell that business and even testify before Congress before selling that business. And that's a whole probably other story that we probably won't talk about today. Um, you've tr- after that, you traveled the world and really gave back in a, in a, multiple, a number of different countries. In Africa, you went to, you told me some incredible, incredible things that you did. And then you decided, you know, um, as any high charging, in- impressive person does, is they want to give back. And, and so you have become a coach. But I think you know, more importantly than that, you're a great friend. Uh, you're a wonderful husband. You got a wonderful wife, Orlina, which helps run the company. Um, your father, grandfather, and I sincerely miss our Starbucks chats uh, because of, of course, COVID. We haven't been able to be in person as much as we've had to, were able to. 
you know, if it wasn't truly for your positive mentoring, Scott, I may have never launched 40 Strategy. For that, I'll always be definitely grateful to you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, with that, now we can start on the questions, which I'm excited to talk about. So first of all, you want you tell me a little bit more that we haven't already described about what Confidence Coach does? Yeah, we do two things, Carl. And first of all, I just want to tell you, it, it is my pleasure to be with you. I mean, we're friends. We, we've, we've actually gone through a lot in 18 months, just getting to know each other and supporting one another. And you know, you're doing amazing work and I'm excited to see where you're going to go with that. So, you know, it's my pleasure to be here. Um, and, and also say this to the people listening, if you haven't reached out to Carl to at least talk to him about what he's doing and how he's doing it and how he's going about it and who he is as a person, integrity and his track record, do that, do that today. Don't put that off. So um, we do two things, Carl, and you, you, you've experienced one of them. We work with uh, high-end leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs um, that um, want to work on themselves. And by doing that, work on an idea or a concept or a strategy uh, that they want to bring into the marketplace. And that's a big passion of mine. And, and I love my people. I love my tribe. Like entrepreneurs, business people, like these are my people. And, and so we work with them one-on-one. And then the other thing we do is the Dream Employee Membership, which is really a, a, a very um, intuitive, counterintuitive way of doing employee engagement by actually engaging the employee in their own personal goals first, and then in the company's goals as they become a better version of themselves, and then watch the engagement go up, the teamwork, the collaboration, and uh, everybody wins. That's that's our um, our real dream here, and and so those are the two things we we bring to the marketplace, and and uh, you know Carl and I have had a lot of conversations about different pieces of this, but but yeah, that's that's kind of what we what we do here. Yeah, Scott, I I um, a big fan of the Dream Employee concept. Uh, one of my favorite books many years ago I wrote was I think called Dream Employee, if I recall correctly, and and it was a massive revelation of that kind of that wow aha moment right i think often when we get into coaching we are focused on the leaders right and and what we don't realize is we can help engage everyone else what an incredible uh impact that they will have not only on the professional side but maybe more importantly the personal side which leads me to one of the things that um we talked to prepping for this call you told me, you said, you cannot lead if you're not leading yourself. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, well, that means that, that if, you're, if you're going to lead people, then you have to lead yourself. And what, what that is about is you have to be clear about what are the goals and dreams or the mission or the vision you have for your life. And then, and then to get to your point, Carl, what's the strategy? What's the plan? What's the commitment, the discipline uh, to do that? And and people want to follow somebody that that is living that way, you know, and that's that's your work and that's that's your whole life. And so so leading yourself is about that. And one of the ways that we do that is is we help people uncover the lies that they believe about themselves or about their ability or about their their talents. And we deal with those lies. We call them out and then we replace them with what really the truth is. And then they have this new identity 
and then they can lead themselves well from a healthy, confident, uh, good place. And then there's that example and that person that people want to follow, you know, to, to, to achieve that strategy and to get to that goal. And so we really start with that, that deep stuff of like, okay, this is what my high school coach said about me. And it's still impacting me. I'm still replaying that. I'm still living into that. Instead of the truth is, you know what? No, the truth is this. And so that's how we lead ourselves. We, we start with being honest about where we're at and, and the lies that we've believed. And we, we do the work of identifying those, addressing those, and then replacing them or reprogramming. We're like debuggers. Like I'm not a software person, but I debug people all day long. You know, I take that bad thought or that lie and we exchange it for the truth. And when people are working from the truth and their identity, their ability flourishes, their confidence flourishes, their courage flourishes, their fall through is better. They, they have better thoughts about reaching goals or completing tasks or whatever that may be. So we're in the business of making people the best version of themselves every day. That's from the janitor to the CEO. And, it, you know, everybody has this in them. And so that's that's how we that's how you lead from that. That's 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 what we do. I, I love uh, this concept of what you've been doing and what working on. And, and tell me about this company um, you had mentioned a couple of years ago is near the holidays. And and um, something I've heard as well, too, of where the, where the successful owners just had it. And and they're ready to kind of get rid of everything and everyone, so to speak. Um, tell me about that story and and how did you help um, change the heart of of that particular owner? Yeah. So so Carl, I I had been coaching this guy one on one for a couple of years. Uh, he has two companies. Uh, they've been in business over forty years. He's a sole owner, very successful in their niche about 150 employees and, uh, you know, done really well, has done really well. Um, uh, and so we were coaching, working on some transition stuff to a next generation and things. And uh, we met a couple of years ago between Christmas and New Year's, just had coffee, which me and Carl live in this world of coffee and meeting people. That's a whole other story. But anyway, it was one of those mornings, Carl. So um, so we're sitting there and I'm talking to Joe and, and uh, he says to me, he says, I'm done. Like, I'm done with these employees. I'm done with them not caring. I'm done with their disengagement. You know, he's just so frustrated. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm done. I'm going to get rid of this. It's over. I just can't do it anymore. And I said to him, I said, I said, well, well, Joe, let, let's think about this for a minute. And I, and I asked him a question and I'm always asking people questions. I said, well, how did you take this business? How did you become a business owner and then get over the hump and 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 really make it and make it big and and you know in this business? He goes, well, I had a goal, and he goes, I was going to turn myself inside out to achieve that goal, and I, and that's what I did. I did whatever it took to achieve that goal of starting this business, making it successful. And I said, well, I said, Joe, don't you think? Your people all have goals and dreams of their own. Like, don't they have? He goes, well, I, I don't think so. He was so negative. He was just like in this bad spot. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you don't know my people. I, I don't think they. I don't think they work like that. I don't think they think about that. 
And I said, well, you know, I, I kind of would challenge you on that. And I, and I think that everybody has some kind of a dream or goal, you know, inside of them to, you know, to do something. And I said, well, I have this idea. I go, you know, maybe we could, we could find out what their dreams or goals are. And then our team can come in and we could help them achieve those dreams and goals. And they would, you know, achieve in their own personal life. And then they'd be better at work and they'd be a better version of themselves and get more confidence and, you know, more ability. And, and he's, oh, no, it would never work. Like he was just done, like whatever. And I said, okay, well, I, you know, I'd be glad to do it for free just to see what would happen. And he goes, no, I'm not interested. Like he was, he's never like that. He used to shut me down, like totally. And uh, so, so Carl, so I, I left, New Year's happened. The day after New Year's, I get a call from him. And he's like, hey, and I'm like, well, hey, what's going on? What's, and he goes, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, okay, what, what are you sorry about? Like, I'm, you know, cause he's, and, and he goes, well, he goes, you know, I was really kind of rude and just real abrupt and you don't deserve that. You're just trying to help me. And I like, yeah. And he goes, and he goes, well, do you really think my people have dreams and goals, like passions, like things they want to go after in their life? And I go, well, if they're alive, yeah. Like if they're breathing, you know, I think so. I think I've met that person who has it. You know, and I've been all over the world. I've seen some people who are in really desperate poverty, like terrible. But you know what? When you sit and talk with them, you give them a glass of water, they, they tell you that there's something they want out of their life. They want something better. So anyway, long story short, he goes, okay, you can try it on a few of my leaders. So we, a couple of weeks later, we, we, we pull in there and he's got 10 of his leaders in the company there and we're in the lunchroom. And uh, and I get up there and and uh, and I'm going okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna ask you a simple question, and we're gonna see whether or not any of you, you know, like this this resonates with anybody. It, does, do any of you have dreams and goals for your life, like outside of work here? And they're all kind of like this stunned look on their face, like like you see, like are like, what did he just say? You mean you care? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like and they kept looking at the owner, like. Are we supposed to answer or are we supposed to say the company line? You know, like the company goal for this quarter is <laughs> everything for ABC company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I, so, and they're all looking around and he goes, no, it's okay. You can say what, like he had to tell them, like, you know. And so finally we, we got to give people a piece of paper and they write down a couple of things. And so they're sharing it. Like we match people up and the room goes from dead serious to energy like you're at a Husky football game against the Cougs, and they've just driven to score the winning touchdown. Like, it's... it's Go Dogs. Go Dogs. Yeah. And he's going crazy, and, you know, the place is going crazy, and I'm looking at the owner, he's like, what's happening? And I go, what's happening is you've actually found something that really they're excited and motivated about, and that's their dream and goal. And I go, would you give me permission to, to, to let a couple of them come up and share what their dreams and goals are? And he goes, do you think they mm -hmm. would? And I go, well, we could ask. So I ask, I like, okay, who wants to share what their dream or goals? The first person, you know, hesitantly open, you know, raises their hand. They go up, they share. There's tears. They start crying. These mm -hmm. people have worked with this person for like 10 years. They didn't know that that was their dream or goal. They didn't, they didn't know anything about them in that way. Then the next person, then the next, then the owner gets up there and he's, he's emotional. He's like, wow, okay, this is what, 
my dream or goal is like for my life. And so it, by the time we left there, like two hours later, he not only wanted to sign up and to have everybody part of it, but he's become a raving fan of it. He's like, this has changed the way I look at the business. It's changed the way I look at my people. And it's changed our culture because now we're all in the process of winning together, not only in our work daily, but in our life. And that unforeseen momentum, like coming in fully charged to the work every day because you're winning at life and you now you can win at work. Wow. And it's not a gift card and it's not a vacation day and it's not a trip to here and it's not a parking space in the front. Those are those don't mean anything because it's not custom to who I am. If we want to engage right. people, we have to engage in something that they're deeply passionate about. And then show them the connection between that and their work. The work is a vehicle for these people to achieve their dreams and goals, just like it is for the owner. So we show, we, we make that connection, and then we come in monthly and do these pod workshops where we bring five or six of them together and we celebrate the achievement, the progress, and, and all of that. And we send them emails and videos. And anyway, so it, it, it transforms awesome. everything because we're winning together. And yeah, you know, yeah. so I'm curious. Um, mm -hmm. Prior excited, to Carl, Carl, I'm not excited about. It. So I, I mean, I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two one is it was funny when you were talking about. I wanted to um, jump in when you're talking about w when they were all looking. And I, I've been in those meetings where everyone looks at the CEO to answer, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 it reminded me of. And I don't even remember this from Coming to America, the the first one, Eddie Murphy, and there was the um, the queen to be, the future queen to be, and and she goes, well, I want to know what you like, and she goes, <laughs> whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what what happens, right? Is you could tell the person's not authentically happy, but we've been trained to operate and act that way, and and ultimately that's what creates the whole movie of him finding happiness yeah. of somebody who isn't, you know, thinks for themselves, right, and actually does yeah. something, and that's what you did here. So I'm curious, and and maybe you don't have to tell about this specific company, but maybe perhaps from your perspective with companies you're working with, mm -hmm. I would assume in the past he was measuring success based on bottom line. You know, of, of I get a certain amount of revenues or a certain amount of profit. That's what his success was. Maybe or maybe it wasn't. But I, I'm oh, assuming from one totally perspective, huh? it was, yeah. yeah. So how did he or do does that organization measure success today? How did that change from this this very typical profit driven right understanding right? Because if you don't have cash flow, the business dies. Yeah. Right. But but how did it change now to all of a sudden this dream employee? How do we measure success now? He measures success now first. His first measurement or, or KPI for that is how his people are being making progress, uh, becoming a better version of themselves as they work with him and as he um, helps them and supports them in becoming that. that that's how. That's what excites him more than anything now. Uh, they have a gal that um, needed, uh, wanted to learn how to speak English better and get uh, computer skills and learn kind of that. English was her second language. She went to school through this program, learned how to read and write English, learned how to use the computer. And the next year in the company, she literally sold, saved over $100,000 
in uh, cost um, that she figured out that they didn't need to do and they could do it a different way. $100,000 for a minimum wage employee just because she was supported and encouraged to go to school at night to learn how to read and write better, understand the English language so she can use a computer and go, why are we doing it this way? We could save 30% by doing this and ordering it this way and putting it together that way. What Edith is her name. One person, $100,000 saving in one year. And that's just one story of many um, of, of how now he measures that. And so the wow. other way he measures that is retention. Because mm. none of his competitors have this program. And mm. so whenever they try to recruit their people away, the people always say, well, what are you, how are you doing your dream employee program? Right. So, right. so they do it in hiring, right. recruiting, they do it in retention. And then, then he measures it in that. And when you don't have turnover and you have people feeling good about coming to work, they also are now better at achieving the goals he puts out in front of them for their job because they're mm-hmm. doing it in their personal life all the time now. They're always in that mode of achieving a personal goal of some kind. It could be as little you know, as a book or adopting a child. You know, it's interesting. And, and um, you, you mentioned that they measure retention. What's, what's also interesting, at least in, when it, I've, and I don't know if you had this personal experience, but sometimes the right thing with a dream employee, and this is going to be a scary thing to say, is to actually let somebody go. Meaning giving them the, the, the skill sets and the dreams of, you know what, you can, you know, you could go beyond a minimum wage job and, and we don't have any positions for you, but let us help you get it. Because have you seen that or experienced that oh, from that? We, we, that we, help, we help people leave well all the time. And the first time you do it with an owner, Carl, it's really uncomfortable for them because they're like, <laughs> right. Okay, this is usually adversal, or there's a lawsuit, or there's tension, or some bad thing. And we flip that and we go, okay, how can we help you, the dream employee team, the coaches, the owner, the management, help you find the next better, best job for you? Wow, you just created a lifetime customer and a lifetime salesperson for your company. Because for the rest of their life and every job they go to, every person they talk to, if you need that widget, you go there. Because yep. look at how yep. I, le- I left well. That's part of management. That's part of doing the right thing. That's part of what we're supposed to do in business. But when you have adversal relationships and you're not really helping the person in the area that they really are, they most value, you don't have that ability and they're not forthright in saying i'm going to leave in the dream employee we have people a year ahead going when i get to this point i just want to tell you now i'm going to leave and i'm going to apply for a job over here right yep Yep. you can plan for it you can budget for it you can you know move people around you're not caught with oh it's monday and now we're down 13 people Right. Oh, man, that's the classic. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is hearing we're down. But but changing and, and that's where it was interesting is why I wanted to I was asking. I'm glad you had that actual real life experience, because often 
when you do that uh, retention rate or right or, or employee turnover, right, which is the most common metric when it comes to employees, it's all about well, we want to keep it as low as possible. Of course, those companies have a really high turnover, right? But yeah. what the you want to get it down to a certain level, but there's a healthy amount of turnover. Yes. Right. There's yeah. there's there's Zappos way where they are paying people to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Either paying people to leave after they've gone through training because they want committed people, and then there's the other side of where like you've capped out. Yes. And you can't go any further with your human potential being here, right? And so we have to release that. And so that's why there's this, this appropriate amount, I think, of, a, of employee turnover that should be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's actually the highest success. It just is so against the traditional thinking. All right. So we're going we're gonna to flip this for a minute just due to, once again, if I was doing three-hour segments, I, I don't think you and I would be able to stop talking because yeah. we um, really have missed our Starbucks talks. And by the way, my name was put down as Carol. Again, there was a new employee. Sorry, uh, my, my favorite place. But you, you've seen this. I've I posted this many times of people misspelling my name, but it's kind of a fun thing. Um, Carol. But you talked Carol. about Carol. That's right. Carol, I'm Carol today. Not, not uh, well, anyways, we will stop on that. But um, question for you. Um, you, you, personal life, you were dyslexic as as a young child and and um and i I can only imagine the the frustrations and the challenges of of not being able to read uh as quick and and not feeling as how did that impact you then briefly but how did it impact you today what what type of how did that change you to be as a leader and as a person yeah, so I'll I'll make this really quick, but thank you for asking that. I think it's really important that I am a voice for the dyslectic community in that sense. So when I was diagnosed being dyslectic, it was in the '60s, Carl, and there was no they didn't know really what it was, and there nobody was trained to help a dyslectic kid. So I went into first grade, and after a couple of months, I realized I was not reading and writing like everybody else. Like I was the first mm-hmm. to know, and then my teacher yep. basically. Said, you're stupid and you're dumb. You're never going to be anything but a janitor. Go sit in the corner because she didn't want to deal with me because she was a, she didn't want to do. So so what it did for me was two things. A really bad thing. I believed her. I believed the authority in my life for quite a long time, you know, because I was taught to respect my teachers and my coaches and all that. So I believed that. Now, the other thing that happened because I couldn't see any greatness in myself, any ability in myself, I could see it in Carl, even when I was a little kid. I would be out playing football in the schoolyard with the guys. And, and I remember I told Mark Lucci, he's a kid I grew up with, he was an all-American athlete. I said, you're gonna be the quarterback. And, and like nobody questioned me because I knew he could throw it the best. He was the best athlete. Like, and this was when I was 10 or 11 years old. Like I saw mm. talent and ability in my teachers and adults. I would tell, I'd go up to adults and go, boy, you're really good at that. You should do more mm. of that. So, so that was the dark side was, I believe the lie, the, the, the truth or the good side of that gift was I, from a very young age, really honed in on other people's unique ability, their genius, their talents, and drawing that out in people and seeing that. And then encouraging the heck out of it. I call it unlimited encouragement for people. Um, and and so so today, a lot of what I do, and you know this, Carl, because we've talked about this done. A lot of what I do with leaders, leaders are the loneliest people in the world. All these guys and gals that are running these companies, 
They have nobody to really talk with that understands first. Second, they nobody can relate to the pressure, the stress, the tension, whatever. And a lot of people, I I am I'm that safe person, and I'm also the person that believes in them and helps them to rediscover the genius, the greatness, the ability they have in themselves. And we work on that all the time. And a lot of these people, you know, everybody thinks they think they have it. They're like, they're always confident. They've always got it together. They've always got the answer. They don't. They're human, just like all of us. Right. right? But they don't have the support system because they're the support system for everybody else. So I become that person and I love it and I'm passionate about it. And I love those people. And I hold the belief for them a lot of times when they can't for themselves. You know, I had a guy recently that's acquiring a company and he got through part of the way through the deal and it kind of went really sideways. And, you know, everybody said, you got to get out of this. You got to get out of it. And we talked about it. And he was like, no, there's something I need to do this. And like, I just stood with him and, you know, he was right. Like, and, you know, but that's where I walk in when everybody else walks out of a leader's life. Like I, I love that role. I don't have to be the leader. I don't have to be in front. I don't, I've done all of that, but I want to be there. And I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know, I believe in you. I believe the dream and goal you have for your life. I believe the greatness that God has put in you. And we're going to put that, we want to put that out because that's what changes the world for the better. You know, I want the best Carl Cox out there doing Carl and changing the world. Like, that's my dream, seeing you do that and having this book come out and and reaching all these companies. Like, that's that's how when I feel like, wow, okay, we're winning. Right, right. No, yeah, I I love that. Um, and, And you could see how, you know, you tie all this together of, of your own personal suffering. And you also had a case of your own dream, dream play, which we don't have time to talk when you're running your own company experience, which helps give you, once again, this em- empathy, right? To change and yeah. understanding of, of changing all this. But what's, what's at its core of all of this is people changing themselves and thinking differently about themselves, not only at the leadership level, but at all of the levels. And then yeah. all of a sudden, if you think about it from a leader perspective, they no longer have to quote unquote manage. They can now lead, right? Yeah. Because you they're freed giving them, them guidance. You That's freed right. them up That's right. to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, then now they can be the servant leader, right? Right. You freed them to do that. And, you know, we, we, we really have seen over and over again that people surprise people. Like we have leaders come to us and go, wow, I never saw this person like, you know, being like at this level or being able to do this or learn this or take this responsibility or own this part of it. Like, I never saw that in them. And I go, yeah, because you, it was, you, we never had the vehicle to access the dream and the goal, which ignites the passion, the learning, the growing, the willingness to go out there and fail 10 times before we get a win. You know, That's it's right. okay. That's we right. want to create a culture where it's okay to 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 make a mistake or to fail like that's how we learn and grow and become better that's right that's right well scott uh you know uh once again i i'd love to continue this we're, we're going to wrap up with a couple yeah. one of our my favorite questions i love to ask which is uh books and you and i both love reading books or listening to books um what what's what is your what's your 
current, well, maybe you could do one or the both. What, what's your current book you're reading right now? And, and what's just one of your favorite books that's on the top of your mind? You're like, you've got to, you've got yeah. to read this book. Well, I, I, you know me well enough, Carl, to limit it to two, buddy. That's... <laughs> well, get, oh, you could, okay, you could throw out three if you want. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll be quick. So, The Big Leap, which is a book on coaching, which is a, a, a great little book. Um, the Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. Uh, I have the utmost respect for Michael in every way. Um, and, um, you know, this is really old school, Carl. And, I shouldn't be embarrassed, but I still love and and I'm passionate about how to win friends and influence people. I, I know it's old, it's ancient, but you know what? It's gold. It's like it's way we should be doing business. And um, no, I, I love that. I, I just. Yeah, uh, well, I, it's funny. I had it hanging out here and I, and I um, just moved it around. But no, I, I think how to win uh, friends and. Uh, influence people as a classic by Dale Carnegie, and, yeah, and um, yeah. you know, there's some dated things in there, but the core sure. of it is 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 just still so solid. You know, so yeah. solid. So um, it's been fantastic, and appreciate. You. I mean, once again, we could have gave you probably could have gave 25 different books to suggest. So, um, so we've been talking with Scott Ballard from Confidence Coach. Scott, where can people learn about you? Yeah, confidencecoach.org, and uh, on there you'll see schedule a free consultation, and Carl knows it. We, I do oodles of these. There's no obligation. We have a conversation, and it's all about you, and it's about your best future. We want to launch you like Carl's been launched to go change the world, to be Carl, uh, to do the strategy, to, you know, to, to work in and with these people is the joy of my life. And, and uh, you know, I haven't worked in 10 years, Carl, because I get to do this. And, you know, like this is winning for me. Like, so, yeah. And that's another thing that you just measured success by. Scott, you've been, and I mean this sincerely, if it wasn't for what the confidence you helped put in me and why I'm such an advocate for you uh, and why it's, it's an uh, honor to have you on this is, is the difference not only you make with, with people like myself, but with, with all sorts of leaders of all walks of life from Fortune 500 leaders down to, as you said, the, the janitor, right? You have that belief that every human has the potential to do great things. And, yeah. and that's what I love about what you do in your heart. So uh, Scott, thank you once again so much for everything that you do. Thank you to uh, for everyone, the listeners, to listening to the Measure Success podcast, wishing you the very best at measuring your success. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes. Thank you.